Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Yo, what's up, friends? What's up, fam? This is Joaquin, and I'm here with Jay, and this is the Overflow Podcast at <laughs> This Is Outcry. Sounds like a game show. Dot com. Com, well, it com, is a game, com, son, com. or it's not no, a it's game. Not it's a game. Same. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know. Um, yo, man, this is the day that this is. I so we're gonna be full disclosure. Uh-oh. All right, full disclosure. I did not sign up for this. this you, you, you know what? You, you roll with me. Full disclosure is always on the, the key points of things that happen. So, sure. <laughs> so here's the thing. So Jay is actually leaving on uh, tomorrow, which is Wednesday. So we're actually recording. So welcome to the Friday podcast on Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday night. Yes. So we, uh, we're doing it early because Jay's uh, headed out to uh, Miami. Uh, on tomorrow night, and the reason I know that is because uh, apparently I was volunteered to take him to the airport. <laughs> voluntold. Uh, I was voluntold uh, to take him and the Bean and his wife uh, to the uh, airport. They're going to go down there to the VU conference. Word. Uh, which should be uh, awesome. Can't wait. You know, we're going to be expecting some to hear some great things when he comes back for the following week. Yeah, follow our Instagram account to see. Well, I'm going to say this, but it might not happen. But follow the Instagram account to see video clips and pictures. And pictures. Yeah. I'm, I'm so going to try very hard to do that because when I get wrapped up, right, like I get completely engrossed and I forget. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm always like, I'm going to do more Instagram. No, I never. Do. <laughs> so, uh, and that's uh, the Instagram is uh, this is outcry. So, uh, if you're not following us, follow us. Uh, but yeah, be on the lookout for that. So we're really excited for Jay. He's going to have to take a little, a little vacay, and then. Maybe I'll take a little vacation because <laughs> uh, I think we all need it. Um, but work has been good. So, man, work has been amazing this week for me. I know it's only Tuesday, but the, <laughs> the boss is gone. He's doing training in right, Austin. He's, he's, out, he's out of town, right? Yeah, he's doing training in Austin, which means that uh, I, I work in a, a control room for security for Home Depot. And so we're training the guys in Austin, Texas. We have a control room out there, security guard force in one of our locations out there. Uh, so he's training them. To, it was called as a failover. So if anything happens to us here in Atlanta, they can take over. Oh, cool. So while he's there, they're taking over during our shift. So, like, I'm just checking out. I'm just watching YouTube videos and, like, reading nonsense. I'm just chilling like a villain. And so, yet you didn't know this news that we were told today? And yet I did not know the news. Wow. Did not know the news. You didn't know the news. <laughs> we're about to talk the about news about the two little, utes. And a little bit later uh, <laughs> that we're going to talk about. Do you know what I mean? So I, I don't even know what I said there. Hey, yo. So, so man, super excited. We got a lot of things, um, a lot of things to talk about. Um, me and Jay, one of the things that uh, coming soon. Uh, we're going to start, I don't, and I, I think we've mentioned this before, but now we kind of have, actually have, like, very good options. Uh, we're going to start live recording this thing. So No, we do record it live. Well, I meant video. I'm sorry. We're going to start. Do we record it live? No, we recorded. We record the recording. Anyway, the thing is this. <laughs> <laughs> Let you figure that one out. We're going to start doing live video. Uh, it's going to probably within the next couple of weeks as we kind of 
figure out the the best uh, video app platform we want to use, and uh, as we kind of figure out how to set up. Either, either that'll happen, or we'll just have multiple phones for the multiple right, yeah. platforms. <laughs> you can watch. You can watch us. Hey. You can have three different windows. We've open. got two people on Facebook Live. <laughs> One person on Periscope, and one, I think. That could be a bot. Yeah, and one person <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> so we're really excited about, about figuring out how to do that so that you'll be able to watch us live on Thursday when we record. And then you can uh, listen to us uh, pre-recorded on Friday <laughs> or post-recorded. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But anyway, so we got all that kind of stuff um, popping off. Um, so I think... I think with that being said, let's um man, there's been a lot of stuff happening just in these last few days. Yeah, uh, we wanna we wanna kind of uh, bring some of those up. So um, let's let's start off with 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 the sad news. I well two two of the yeah, things, yeah, yeah, two of the things are kind of sad. Do you but wanna, one, one is kind of re- one is sad, but because it's really messed up. All right, so um, not I, saying that the other one is not messed up, but right, you know, so I don't I don't know um, anyone else that remembers. You know, I think it was last year, I believe. There's this huge international crisis. Okay, no, you started with the wrong one. But go ahead, let's oh, go. I, I thought that was the messed up, sad one. No, no, let's go. Go ahead, go ahead. So, so there was this international crisis um, in um, Iraq, Syria area. Um, ISIS was uh, moving in into to an area where there was a group of people called the, um, and I might say this wrong, Yazidis. Uh, they're, they're kind of a eth- uh, religious group. Um, and so ISIS was coming in and driving them out of their homes, and they were actually being driven up into the mountains. And ISIS had at one point actually surrounded them. And, you know, uh, America, some other countries, you know, tried to provide them aid as far as, you know, dropping supplies. Um, ISIS was, was kidnapped, you know, was taking the, uh, killing the men, kidnapping the women and children. And so it, it's one of those things where it was on the news for almost a week, Right. Uh, and then it kind of just disappeared off the news. And so uh, this week, as I was just kind of looking through my I, different, I have a couple different apps that I just look through news feeds because I'm a political junkie, news junkie. And this really caught my eye from the Daily Mail. Um, and the, the headline was this ISIS burns uh, 19 Yazidi girls to death in iron cages after they refuse to have sex with the jihadists. So. You know, kind of the the three points, and and so we won't delve too much into the article. We'll just kind of hit the highlights. This is article had posted. And this is, comes from the Daily Mail. Um, you know, nineteen women were executed because they refused to become sex slaves. So what they did was they locked them up in iron cages, doused them with gasoline, and set them on fire while hundreds of people were surrounded and watched it. Yeah, and it's, it's outrageous. Yeah, and and the. You know, I, I I read this and and I mean I was flabbergasted. I sent it to Jay and you know because we one thing we've talked and this is one of the, actually the very early podcasts we had talked about haters hating and and having haters and what that really means and you know this is just a reminder that you know um, number one you know living in this country we're so fortunate that we can we can worship how we want um, even if people disagree with us. Um, but we have that ability just to worship God and, and to not be afraid that, you know, some militant group, uh, is going to come into, you know, your sanctuary, your church building and just, or even your home and kick your or door your home. Yeah. Or kill you or, uh, freaking set you on fire because 
you know, you refuse to bow down to them. You refuse to be their sex slaves. Like they burn you, they burn these women to death because they said no. Like, you know, um, well, talk about, you know, you know, and then it's hard. I, I can't even, it's, it's hard to, to believe, right? It's, it's really hard to take seriously when you hear people say that, Oh no, but it's about peace and, you know, being tolerant and okay with each other. And, um, I have a cousin right now who I think right now he's in Korea in South Korea. And, um, like he's, 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 he's in the armed services, right? He's in the armed forces. And like, anytime he sees something like that, like he gets angry because he's there like among these people, right? The, the, the jihadists and all that. Right. And like, he gets angry because he's like, you know, if, if you think that these jihadists want to do anything, but kill you and rape your women and children, then you know you're a moron. <laughs> it's like, it's right, like, right. Because he sees it. Well, he saw because now he's in South Korea. Before he was in Afghanistan, okay, right. and um, and Iraq and all, and he saw it like all the time, right. all the time, right. all the time. Like he was in a put him in like in a real dark place where he's like, hey, prima, I need you to I need you to pray for me, man, because it's like this is rough. Yeah, and so and so we you know, and this isn't about you know honestly. I mean, we're not we're not gonna kind of we're not going to get down this trail about you know islam and all these different things we're, we're specifically talking about these jihadists we're specifically specifically talking about you know these isis people and it's you know we we need to i think two things we need to you know pray pray for um those christians and even those muslims in those controlled areas that are i mean are getting killed yeah because you it's know, not it's not just it's, oh they're, they're it's, not just killing Christians or the Yazidis, or yeah, but grant, granted, everyone granted, it's mostly Christians, right, that are getting killed and are getting attacked and getting persecuted. But you know, we don't, we're not called to pray just for our own, right? We we we, right. Disc- we, we had even a podcast on this topic, right, on on real religion. You know, we gotta we gotta love the loveless. We gotta, you know, love our neighbors. We love ourselves. So it's just for everyone entirely who's getting persecuted. And right. murder, because it's like you said, it's not just Christians. Yeah, I you mean, know, it's anyone that goes against what they what, what is, they think or how their worldview is. Right, they're right, because them. the the Yazidis, they're not they're not Christians. Not but you Christians. know what? They're people. They're God's creation. Right, right, and and this is just. Right. I mean, I'm at a loss of words. Like yeah, I, I can't even. And there's Muslims in those areas that that are uh, totally against what ISIS is doing. Yeah, and they're, they're also being persecuted and killed. Persecuted and killed. Um, and obviously, we know the Christians. Um, are getting persecuted. So we, you know, we so, should, so we, we should just, to, we need to lift up, pray for the area, pray for the people in the area, and pray for those people because uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't have, like, I mean, I have sisters. So in my head, like that's the only way I can kind of, you know, Jay's got daughters, so he's kind of got a different, maybe emotional attachment to when when something like this happens. Like he views it a little differently. <laughs> you know, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine, you know, my sisters or even the daughters of my friends you know, rejecting something and then, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not like, oh, you rejected me. So I'm going to beat you up and, you know, and, and leave you on the street. It's like, I'm going to burn you to death. I'm going to murder you. So, uh, man, it's just such a bummer, right? So we're going to continue the bummer train. <laughs> because no. uh, this week. It's like it's all bummer. Yeah. So this week, or was it this weekend? Um, one of the. Uh, I believe it was last 
Friday or Friday? Saturday? Yeah, uh, an icon, an icon in 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 American culture, um, and in sports culture, uh, passed away. Uh, Muhammad Ali, um, uh, formerly known as Cassius Clay, before he uh, became uh, Muslim. Uh, he passed away. Uh, you know, he was 75. I think he was 73. 73. He was um, very sick for he years. Was, he was sick. You know, he had Parkinson's. Um, I remember seeing that uh, after he retired, like three years later, the symptoms right. uh, started appearing. And, and by the time of the 96 Olympics, when he when he carried the torch and he right. he lit up the, the cauldron or whatever it is, you know, you saw how, how advanced it, would already, it, it already became. Yeah. Now, one of the... One of the neat, kind of neat things I read was one of his daughters said that his heart, like after he had passed, like his heart, like wouldn't stop beating. Like after, when he got to that moment where wow. it was like, you know, his his heart like wouldn't stop. Even, even you know, listen, even to the end, right? Even to the end, Muhammad Muhammad Ali was a fighter. Was a fighter. You know, um, you know, he's had somebody. You know, he's he's uh, everyone knows who he is, right? You don't even have to be a sports fan to know who Muhammad Ali is. Um, he was, uh, he was a civil rights activist. He was, I mean, he's got, uh, you know, he had a couple of the greatest fights in, in, you know, in the history of boxing, you know, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, um, no, according to him, he was the greatest, he was the greatest. according to me, he was the greatest, <laughs> <laughs> according to a lot of people, a lot of he, people was he, he was the greatest, and, uh, and you know, he was a guy, you know, as, as I, I saw a lot of the news stuff and it's just interesting stories of people saying how, I mean, he was just a very genuine guy. Uh, I heard a story that the guy was saying he was in New York. He was like 19 years old. His friend was 20. Walking down the street and they see him ahead of them. And they're like, hey, Muhammad Ali. You know, they yell out, Muhammad Ali. And he actually stopped and, and walked towards them. It was like, hey, fellas. And he walked with them. Oh, that's dope. Uh, until until he had to go off to wherever it, you know, wherever it is that he was going, and they were just like he was just that was like he was just the nicest guy, and I, and everything you ever read is like he was just the nicest dude, um, and he yeah he courted controversy, you know he was a uh, a draft dodger as they say he, and, he refused you know, to go he, to, he refused to go to the draft. Uh, he did not mince his words, and he wasn't afraid of. Are speaking out against anything that you know that, that went against he believe against yeah, what he believed. Yeah, and wrong, and you know, mad respect, mad respect. Um, I did read a story, which I wanted to share because because as a as a as as guys that we've worked with youth a lot, um, and you know, Jay's got daughters or well, they're they're a little bit older now, so I don't know how much they listen to him anymore. <laughs> but uh, it was a story. I don't I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a story where. Uh, his daughters had went to visit him and uh, he, uh, he grabbed one of his daughters who was, who was dressed. Um, he felt a bit provocatively. Um, it's a great way to say it. And, um, and this is what the girl says. His daughter says, he goes, my father took a good look at us and he sat me down on his lap and he said something I will never forget. He looked me straight in the eyes and said, Hannah, everything that God made valuable in the world is covered and hard to get to. Um, where do you find diamonds deep down in the ground covered and protected? Uh, where do you find pearls deep down at the bottom of the ocean covered up and protected in a beautiful shell? Where do you find gold way down in the mine covered over with layers and layers of rock? You've got to work hard to get to them. 
He looked at me with, with serious eyes and he said, your body is sacred. You're far more precious than diamonds and pearls. And you should be covered too. Damn. You know, I was just like, yo, like I, I've, you know, I read that. I'm like, I'm going to have to save that. Cause <laughs> number one, as ministers that preaches, that preaches, <laughs> that, that preaches. preaches. And as a, you know, as a, you know, as a father speaking to his daughter and, and one thing, you know, me and Jay have always, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, with youth culture and it does feel like, you know, uh, women and, and men, you know, people dress more provocatively and, you know, uh, then we wonder why our self-worth isn't, we don't feel, we don't feel like we're worthy of, of love or we're worthy of things. And I think this is just, you know, heart of the matter. You're precious. You protect the preciousness, you know, uh, that God is, is created. You know, you just don't, you know, throw it out there. And that's a little bit controversial. Maybe we might even talk about that at some point. Um, yeah, I can see us touching on that topic. So, uh, so anyway, so with that being said, that was just a very cool kind of Muhammad Ali um, uh, story. And it came from um, his daughter, uh, Hannah Yassim Ali, had written a book. This comes from her book, More Than a Hero, Muhammad Ali's Life Lessons, Lessons Presented Through His Daughter's Eyes. Um, so is that the older one? Uh, she, that is the, I think that is the older one. Yeah. That is the older one. Uh, so very, very cool. Very cool. Well, anyway, another cool Another another cool thing about Muhammad Ali is that his daughter Layla is also like a champion boxer. Yeah, she retired undefeated, I think. Yeah. Um and she talked about how he didn't really want her to, to box. Dude, I um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to believe, right? Cuz you see pictures of her, right? And she, beautiful woman but then like you see her right so you think yeah oh she's pretty whatever right and then you see her box and it's like no no and she's married so you imagine her husband is probably like super nice super all the sweet time. <laughs> super sweet oh yes baby i wash the dishes <laughs> I talk about like dozens of roses every night of the week, you know, just like, because. Oh, baby, you want you want to watch Scandal? Of course, we'll watch Scandal. Yeah, I love we'll this show. Whatever you want, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, oh man, yeah, man. So that's you know, that's cool. I don't I don't even know what to say to that anymore. Yeah, and, and, like, and and and, no. and let's just keep it going, right? Let's just keep it going on more bummer news. Oh no, is this? What is this? All right, keep going. Uh, um, more bummer news. Well, the the first portion of this isn't bummer news, right? But um, apparently, <laughs> so we've got a buddy out in Miami, Jay Blaze, who I want to you know shout out, shout out, and give him props because he is back on the radio, FNF Live, still? right? FNF Live is back, right? And that's um, that's a pretty dope thing because that's that's how we met. We met through the radio, well, through Chino. Chino Life is a. It's funny. Chino Life was a, was he's a rapper. A, he's he an artist anymore. Is he still an artist? I think he still is. Yeah, I'm going to say he still is. All right, so right, I, I designed his last album cover, so okay. I'm going to say yes, he yes. still is. So he's an right? artist <laughs> slash pastor slash pastor, right? But um, it's so funny. I'm, I'm taking it way back. Like I met Chino through MySpace. When we had the show on the radio. Whose space? <laughs> my space. Your space. Not your space. No, my, space. my space. <laughs> right? When we had when we had um, MP Trex and 
But he connected me with Blaze because Blaze is one of those people very genuine about helping other people. Correct. Right. So he like helped me out, gave me pointers on how to make the show better to enhance the show. So from there, like years and years, we span like this, this, this awesome bond and friendship. So like, I'm, I'm like his, his, his being back on the radio, like it was almost like I was back on the radio. Like it made me super happy for him. Yeah. Right. That Cause was, that's, that's, yes. he, he does that so well. Yeah. He's, he's great at it. Um, I don't know blaze. I've only met him once. So I don't really, but from what I've, from what I've seen, from what I've heard, just the way you talk about him. I mean, and, and like I said, just the things I've seen him like post on like Facebook or, um, you know, just throughout the, throughout the kind of the years, man, dude's, you know, he's mad genuine. He's got a, he's got a great heart. Um, he cracks yeah. me up because sometimes he'll, you know, he'll say things and be like, I know people are going to hate this. <laughs> well, say, I don't care. You know, he'll say something and I, I usually laugh because sometimes I'm like, nah, ain't nobody really going to hate all that. <laughs> but sometimes I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Did you really just say that? Right, so, uh, before, so it's really exciting that he's on the so radio. The funny thing about, about Blaze is that he didn't know that we were recording Friday's podcast today. Correct. Right? So out of nowhere, he calls. Dun, dun, dun. Right? He calls. To ask, just just to ask for, <laughs> I can't say I can't say because I don't want to, I don't want to give insight on what on his podcast for right. for Jam the Hype. You know, you're gonna have to go to Jam the Hype, go to Jam the Hype and listen to, and listen to Hundred Grand, which is his and Paul Martinez's um, podcast on there. But anyway, so he filled us in on something that happened on something that happened, which which, which is. This is kind of funny because it goes hand in hand with this week's topic. With what we're talking about right? this week. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> he's <just> like, <laughs> all right. Right. So then, um, I don't know what I'm but, So it's not that someone died or some tragedy. Well, you still could consider I, it a tragedy. I mean, it depends on how you look at it. Right? It, it can still be a tragedy. If it's a tragedy or not. But it's but, not but, a death. But it's still, yes. Well, it can still be kind of sort of seen as a death. Uh, but um, I'm just saying nobody died. Nobody died. But um, it's still a bit of a bummer news, right? Um, apparently, and and all right, so we're gonna what's so all right because me and Jake are gonna have a conversation while you guys are listening for a second. So we're gonna completely skip the Kanye thing. You want to leap into this? I forgot about the Kanye right, thing. Gonna, so before we leap into this, because the Kanye thing, yeah, it, it kind of it, it, it ties, ties in. This, so yeah, as, as so talk about this. the Kanye thing, and so, then I'll talk about this thing. So Jay sends me Jay sends me this article and. His his question on it was idolatry, and I, <laughs> and I was like, I what's he talking about? So I pulled it up. So apparently, Kanye Kanye was in New York. Did, was, he, did he tweet it? So, so there I don't was, remember the article. So there was this big there was this big con- of like three day festival, and it rained. So it, his performance got canceled. So he, it gets out there that Kanye is going to come to this club, Webster Hall, Webster for Hall all you New Yorkers in New York. Um, to do kind of like a pop-up show. They're calling it a pop-up show. Now, for those of you that might not know, that's the kind of like the big thing right now in in uh, in kind of in music and in uh, food, where they do these things called pop-ups, where people just show up somewhere, they'll tweet, hey, I'm at such-and-such uh, such a corner, at such-and-such such a street. I remember when, back in the day, there used and, to be like secret shows. Right. And no social media, so you can't really tell right, anybody. So, so you really can tell nobody. So it was, you know, you'd beat people. Um <laughs> You know, so it's like, hey, well, such and such a, you know, such such a street corner um, in Brooklyn. I don't know. And uh, 
we're going to have our empanada truck and come get empanadas like one time only. Right. Mm, um, that sounds good. I had some this weekend. Um, or, you know, Hey, we're going to be at this little club. Uh, you know, Jay Manuel, the salsa singer is going to do uh, wow. a concert, you know, spread the word. And obviously, you know, back in the day was secret concerts. Now we, people just tweet it, you know, and so people show up, hear their favorite artists and maybe in a more intimate setting, right? Or, or eat a, a unique food that's only going to happen once. You know, there might be like empanada taco night at this one corner. And that's the only time they're going to do it for the year. So that's what he was going to do, a pop-up concert. The problem is that he's Kanye West, right? So he tweets out, the information gets out that they're going to Webster Hall. Um, this The writer of this article went to the club, got in. Next thing you know, he's, they're trapped in the club because there's 4,000 people outside the club that want to see Kanye. All these artists show up that were there, um, you know, to, to, see, even see, to even see Kanye perform. And they had to cancel it because Kanye couldn't even get to the venue. There were so many people surrounding his vehicle that they, they, they just they couldn't move anywhere. So they had to cancel it. At, at, at one point, there was even a rumor that he was talking to the mayor of New York, trying to see if he can get him, give him permission to do an outdoor concert like, yeah, right he, on the spot. Yeah, he tried to call the mayor to you know? shut down four blocks and put up screens outside. And, and do it like at two in the morning. <laughs> And I'm sure people that lived there were like, thank thank you, Blasio, for saying no. Like, <laughs> or for him not being able to get a hold of him because we had to work the next day. Dude, <laughs> it's crazy, like, man. He actually thinks that he can, like, shut down New York. Shut down New York. Who does he think he is? He Kanye West. And so um, the interesting thing was that, I mean, 4,000 people just dropped everything and shut down this whole this street. Shut down this part of the city. Shut down this concert hall. And so Jay, Jay's, I guess, you know, so so Jay sent this to me. And I'm just like, wow. The th- you know, and I, I think this was kind of what Jay was getting at. So the things we worship. You know, the things that we will drop everything for. Right? And, and then the bad part about that is that apparently, you know, there was a, a little while and out going on. Like, you know, destroying city property, messed up a bunch of cars, right? So, yeah, and 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 I <laughs> All right, and full disclosure since, you know, that's the well, that's how you opened with full disclosure, I actually send that to you as a topic idea for the <laughs> for a couple weeks down the road. But hey, it's all good. It's all good, right? It can still be a uh, you know, you can marinate on it, and we can still unpack it, like in two weeks. You know, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. Is it a form of cultural um, idolatry? Mm. Right. That's something. That's something for us to think about. Because I'm gonna go right out there and say it. Should I? Should I say it? Say can it. I say it? I'm gonna Man, go right out there and say, and say it. Four thousand people there. Right. How many of them were believers? Ooh. How many of them were Christians? Who are claimed to be Christian? Oh, 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 right. How many of them were Christians? Who won't wake up Sunday morning for a nine o'clock service, but stayed out to two in the morning, while it out to see, to try to see Kanye? I went there. Uh-huh. I went there. <laughs> I, you know, if you guys, if you guys, if we were, if we were live recording this, you just see me shake my head. He, he took it back. I took it. He, way took it back. he took it way back. I mean, no, but it's 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 something to think about. It's something to think about because 
Let's be honest. I mean, yeah. Where where do we where do we where do we place our alliances in in kind of those? Not that there was anything wrong to go see Kanye, right? But I think, but I think, I mean, I don't think that. I don't think you know. Hey, if if I heard that Kanye was doing a, I'm not necessarily a huge Kanye fan, but if I knew I could get into a small venue to hear him, you know, I would I would probably go. I I, I would. right. I'm this is just me, right? I would. However, I'm I'm, I'm too old. However, I'm too old, too married, and too and too daddied for that. <laughs> well, that that's you, right? I'm still relatively young, um, but right. So there's not anything wrong. But on the flip side of that, if I get asked to participate something in church, or if I just don't get up to go to church because I'm like, man, eh, you know, I'm tired. I'd rather sleep. But you know, I'm expending all this energy to go see something secular. I will say it right, secular. Mm-hmm. But do I do I use the same energy to go see something or go right? do because, something? Because that's the thing. It's it's not it's not that um or that's faith based, right? Because according to like I was just looking it up, and according to his tweet was the governor's ball was canceled. I'm going to do a late night show at Webster Hall, and I'm buying the first hundred fifty tickets, right? So it wasn't right. that it was a free concert; it was that the first hundred fifty people were going to go in for free. Okay, right? So. Right, four thousand people stopped, dropped, and went. Right to try to to try to, to, try to be one of those one hundred fifty people to go in for free. Right, is that? And again, like I said, this is for some. This is for you to marinate on and think on for okay. our for our twenty listeners. Right, is that or can that be seen? Not even is that a form of idolatry of cultural idolatry? Good question. Now, what life stops for you to go and see? Because because Kanye tweeted. Now, as I'm thinking here, what if everybody thought, hey, you know, there's gonna be way too many people. I'm not gonna be able to get in. And then he shows up, and there's nobody there. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be so mad. Oh. <laughs> He'd be so mad. But so with that being said, we're gonna we're gonna stay in New York City. Um, and now so. Cultural idolatry. What it is that what it is that we're we're kind of, um, I guess focusing on. Um, you know what? Let's. I'm sorry. I'm I'm cutting you off. Since that is a part of what we're talking about, this is going to the topic. All right. So we'll 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 talk. We'll do this article that'll leap us right into mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, uh, Blaze kind of uh, pointed us in his direction. Something we, me and Jay, both completely missed. Uh, this happened six days ago. Uh, in New York City, um, <clears throat> there is a church that is pretty big. It's uh, considered a mega church. Oh my goodness! Right? Do we want to name this church? Well, Hillsong, New York. All right. So Jay, uh, I Hillsong. <laughs> I didn't call y'all out. You know what? You know what? I'm, I'm a New Yorker, <laughs> right? This is how New Yorkers are. This is how we do. Hillsong, New York, had a conference. For women, for women, this is very. It's the color conference for women. That the color conference for women. It was the first time ever in the United States. In the U.S. Now, this is something they do in Australia, in Australia, and in the U.K. In the U.K. So you have Joe Hughes, Joe, not Joe. What's his name? Um, Brian. Brian Houston, who's the pastor of Hillsong, who's Australia. Like, yeah, he's the he's his the godfather of, of of all Hillsong. The pastor of Hillsong, New York, is there. His wife is there. They're doing a number. I think it was to end the conference, or, or it was at some point near the end of the conference. They did this big number, kind of you know, uh, where they had like uh, 
uh, it was almost like an homage to New York to City. New York City. So they're right? playing uh, New York, dope. New York, New York. They had girls that looked like they were from like the Rockettes. They might have been. It might have been the, the Rockettes. Rockettes, right? It was. It was like uh, um, yeah, Statue they of have, Liberty. They, they had, had firemen. They had policemen. policemen. They had a guy dressed up as uh, I think Elmo. You know, as the people in, in Times Square, they're dressed up as the in the costumes. So was there a Spider Man there? Did you see the video? That would have been dope. I, I know a little bit. I didn't. I didn't see the video. There. You know Bat- what though? Batman should have been there. But anyway, what I'm saying is, so then in the midst of all this, as it's I think it was right at the near the end of the song, near the end of this whole production. The or one of a youth pastor. I right, we're gonna that's how we're gonna phrase it. A yeah. or how we're gonna put it. That's what I'm saying. The or one of the a youth, youth pastor runs out on stage dressed as or barely dressed as New York's very own one and only trademarked <laughs> naked cowboy. The Naked Cowboy. The Naked Cowboy. Right, Jay, so, tell me, so for who, do- who is the Naked Cowboy? For those of you who don't know who the Naked Cowboy is, the Naked Cowboy is... You're from New York. It's, it's, it's funny, right? Because like I've, I've been seeing this guy in Times Square for years, right? But like he did this because like, Times Square is the tourist is tourist central. Correct. Right? Of New York City. Everyone goes there. Right? So um, the Naked Cowboy is just exactly what it sounds like. Except, no, he's not completely naked. Not naked. He's got a cowboy hat. He's got his cowboy boots. And he's got um, tidy whities He wears briefs. He wears tidy whities and, and then he has a guitar. And he plays guitar and he sings. And he's got a guitar that c- covers his front area. Right. And he walks around. That's why, like, it looks like he's naked because the guitar, the guitar, in the words of Jay Blaze and Paul Martinez, the guitar covers his genital area his genital area right there you go guys that was for you that was for you guys. Right? right so it, it, if you look at him you would think that all he's wearing is the hat and the cowboy boots right, right? Now, Which, and then he charges people to take pictures to take pictures with him and like people just like donate money yeah, like this is how right. he makes his living now the thing is that this dude he's been doing this for so long that he has become an icon of the city of new york so he has this smart guy right He's got the the, the Trade- title. He trademarked the naked cowboy. He trademarked the image of him in the, you know, the cowboy boots, hat, guitar, and the boots and the underwear, and underwear, and you know, boots. I don't know if I said boots or hat, right? Whatever. Uh, he trademarked his image. Even trademarked the silhouette of his image, right? So you I know, mean, he's got a manager. Yeah, you know, and I mean, not only that. I mean, he's got representation. A couple years ago, he was. Like, he, he, he tried to run for mayor, but that's not here nor there. But, like, any time they, they film a movie in New York City, like, he's in the movie. Because he can't be – you can't do a movie in New York City, especially around Times Square, without the naked cowboy being there. Because he's somewhere there. He's always there. Right. Right? But the thing is that I – like, you and I can't go and film a movie in New York and, like, hire somebody – to be or look like the naked cowboy. Unless you, be, unless we get his permission and, and he gets paid. Correct. Right? Or we use him and he gets paid. Right. Either way, right? he's getting paid. Yeah. He trademark, copyright, boom. So Hillsong, New York, this youth pastor. Now, the thing is that <clears throat> in, 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 in complete honesty, to be completely honest, we don't know. No one knows if having this youth pastor come out as a naked cowboy was p- part of the show or somebody say, hey, it's a good idea. Let's just do this and surprise everybody. Correct. Right? So the youth pastor comes out on stage 
in the middle of this whole number, cowboy hat, cowboy boots, tight cowboy boots. He didn't have. He wasn't. He wasn't in briefs, but, but he was in like short shorts. Like short shorts. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what it looks like in the video. And then he had like the uh, American, American flag, flag draped over and him and the guitar. And the guitar. So either way, either way, if he's on stage, if you're looking on stage, it was the same image. Yeah. It's the it's the it's the naked cowboy, and so, you know, this obviously caused an uproar because that's <laughs> what you can't be mad about because. A, you have a youth pastor or the youth pastor of this church, regardless if he was wearing short shorts or not, half naked, running out there half naked in a conference full of women, right? Um, and if nobody. Like this is the this is the thing that boggles my mind. Nobody at any point said this is not a good idea. <laughs> it's not, you know, and you know, it, it's it's not like he just like it's not like he you know had breakaway clothes and like ripped it off and just ran out. People, <laughs> yeah, he didn't magic mic it. Yeah, people knew. People knew. Somebody knew. I and I believe, and this is my speculation, and a whole bunch of and I, enough people knew that, that somebody should have been like, you know, I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. See, so the fact that that no one said it, we can probably speculate that no one thought it. Correct. Right. That no one thought that was a bad idea. Or now, somebody thought it, but they just too timid to say that, something. The now they didn't have a now to, to take it further from what you said, right? That it was a conference for women. You know, let's take it further. Let's take it further. And call, you know, call me what you want. Call it what you want. The fact of the matter is, is that Hillsong, New York, is a church. Correct. Right? It's a church. Mega church, small church. It don't matter. It's a church. It is the house of worship. Right? It's the house of God. I mean, you just God. finished having a conference right? where, you're, where you're encouraging, where you're uh, edifying, where you're building up uh, these women in their faith. All right. And then it's not even that they had a closing ceremony or thing with New York, New York. I mean, that's fine. That's cool. Like you show iconic New York things, you know, Statue of Liberty and all this stuff. No problems. You're, you're closing out. You're closing out. Right. But to but to then have somebody run out that's half naked, you know, after after you've spent what a couple of nights just talking about God and God building you up and God you know, blessing you and all these, th- all these different things. And then here and comes the half naked youth pastor. Here comes the half naked youth pastor. <laughs> to put it, you know, to put it in what's, what's, you know, to put it in perspective for us, right? You know, it's like if we go to a men's conference and they do a closing ceremony where they're, you know, New York, New York, whatever. And oh no, then, let's do it right here in Atlanta. All right, we're in right, Atlanta. Right here in Atlanta. I don't know. And in well, Atlanta. wait, ready? All right, let's do ready? it. Because this is this is one of the things that I was asked about when I first moved here. That I, I had no idea what it was, right? But there was this thing called Freaknik in Atlanta. Oh, you're taking it way back. Hey, I don't know. I just know. Yeah. I just know. I was told. I was, I was in high school. I was told about it. But there, but regardless, it's something that that happened here that was pretty iconic for Atlanta. Like people who came yeah, in. Yeah, it droves. was. A, it was a. It was like it was like the spring break mecca for like black colleges. They, you know, spring break people go to Daytona, Panama City. Right. So uh, a lot of black colleges, a lot of African Americans would come to Atlanta for like this kind of. It was like kind of like a spring break type but, deal. But a lot from huge. from my understanding, 
was huge. There was a lot of nakedness and a lot of people wilding out in the streets of Atlanta. There was. Right? So imagine we're here, a men's conference, and we want to honor the city of Atlanta, right? So we show, <laughs> right, some, something that'll make people think and remember, hey, I remember that. That's some freak name. Right. Hey. And you throw half naked women. <laughs> and you up throw half naked women up there. Not cool. Twerking or whatever, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like, you know, and then regardless, I'm, I'm stuck on this, that it is in the house of God. Correct. It's in and the so, house of God. Okay, and so this leaps us right into the topic, which is what, and, and this is, you know, we mentioned this a little bit last week. What is the price of relevance? Because what, th- what these people would tell you, what these guys would probably tell you, what somebody I'm sure will, has said is, well, hey, it's, just, it's a New York icon and we're just showing a New York icon. Right, that's that's kind of their thought process. That's like that's you know? their justification of yeah. But the problem is, is this isn't something that just happens in, in NYC Hillsong. This is something that happens in a lot of churches where they take secular cultural things and bring them into the church, and they say, "Well, this is just so that people don't feel uncomfortable, or so that people have a connection. They can make a connection between the world and the church." Right. We don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable. We don't want anyone to, to feel like we're out of touch. Right. right? Oh, we, we want to show that the church is, is culturally relevant. Right. Culturally, right? Relevant. culturally relevant. And that, you know, the church is open for everybody and anybody to just come in. You know, so no one will feel judged or ostracized or whatever, right? Right. You're like, <laughs> no, I'm going to take it back again. You know, we're like Sunday Delight, right? <laughs> <laughs> just cool with everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, so now what's some sunny day? I know, right? So, you know, there is a part of what Jay said that is true. You know what? Yes, we are open to everyone. We want everyone to come in. Everyone is loved. Everyone is welcome. Right? We're not here to judge them. We're not here to judge you. Come, come in. However, the problem lies in when we change our message, so that we we so that so that these people that we're inviting to come in. Don't feel uncomfortable. We don't want them to feel uncomfortable. But you know what? The reality is that when you're presenting the gospel, there will be some discomfort. Even believers, when we hear the gospel, when someone preaches the gospel, what happens? The Holy Spirit speaks to us and we feel discomfort, right? Because we, we, we feel convicted, convicted by our actions or convicted by our words, right? Which, the, which that conviction leads to what? Leads to repentance, but right. we're so caught up. And conviction is uncomfortable. And we're so caught up. So, Jay, so why don't you kind of walk us through this, uh, this relevance thing that you, uh, that you came up with. All right. Now, the deal is, right, like we, Joaquin and I, we've always had a problem, like, you know, with relevance gone wild, right, which is a perfect promise. Now, now I, want, I want to clarify. I want to clarify. We are not in any way or form attacking Hillsong, New York, Hillsong, the band, um, the pastors of Hillsong, um, Brian and Bobby Houston, or even, you know, Carl Lentz, who's the pastor of Hillsong, New York. What we are doing with this is that we're using that as an example that um, actually solidifies our stance on this whole relevant topic, right? Because, yeah, not all... Not all forms of the church being relevant is bad, but you can 
if you really look into it and if you really focus and pay attention, there are more bad examples of church relevance or churches trying to be relevant than there are good. Now, it, it's not that it can't be done, but most times it's done right. poorly. A lot of times it's done very, very Most times it's done poorly. Uh, yeah, very right? poorly. Now, the deal is I, there is nothing wrong with the church wanting to seek people, right? That's what the church is for. The church is there as a beacon, as a city on the hill so that people, the broken, the, the unloved, the poor, the widow, the orphan, all of us, all of us can go somewhere where we have an encounter with the Holy Spirit that draws us closer to God. Correct. Right? Where we come face to face spiritually with Jesus and we, and, and, we, and we recognize who he is, what he did for us, and what he continued to do for us. Right? right. This, is, this is what the church is for. And I believe that there, there's a misstep when we, instead of trying to reach the culture, <laughs> you know, we try to become the culture. Correct. Right. So as a biblical foundation, because everything we always go back to the Bible, everything we, we do, we talk about all our topics. We go back to the red letters. And this week we're in Luke 17 verses 14 through 19. This is where we get the term or how would I say um, just the cliche almost of in this world, but not of this world. Right now. Right. The problem with that is that if we separate just that part, right, that can mean or we can take that to mean anything that we want. But if we use it in context, in the context of scripture, then we'll see exactly what Jesus was talking about when he said that. Right. Be right. Before the verse and after. Well, and not just Jesus, even Paul touches on it. Right. So Luke 17, 14 through 19 says, I have given them your word. And the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. Right. They are not. I'm sorry, I, I got lost. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake. I consecrate myself that they also may be sanctified in truth. And to bring it back, he said that his word is truth. So the word is what? It's truth. And the word is the Bible. The word, the word is, what is it? Right? John, the word is, uh, the word was In the beginning flesh. was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Yes. And everything that was created was I'm waiting for you to finish. I'm was was lost. was by God. Was by God. Yes. <laughs> now, now we always we always hear, and even and even you and I have said it, right? Oh, well, Jesus hung out with sinners, <clears throat> right? Jesus hung out with sinners. Yes. And you always, you know, oh, you always found, you know, you read scripture. He was with the the adulteress. He was with the prostitutes, the tax collectors, the tax collectors, whatever. All these people. And that is true. It's a hundred percent true. Right, and that's one of the main arguments that believers use when discussing relevance. Right, correct. I mean, what? No, I was saying, I was just saying, correct. However, <laughs> right, but however, Jesus did not act like a sinner. The sinners he was hanging out with, or he, he did not become he didn't participate in the sin in in the things that they did. You know, so Jesus didn't hang out with the tax collectors. Um, 
and started lying and, and collect, cheating people from their money. Started lying and cheating people for their money and started collecting taxes. Like, you he know? didn't. He didn't hang out with the prostitutes. Started prostituting. And started prostituting. Or using the prostitutes or being with them. He yeah. didn't hang out didn't with that. adulterers. To and started adulterating. So the idea, the, the idea is that we don't, you know, if if we're doing something because we want to reach people for Christ, we don't participate in the things that they do, right? We we live our lives so that we dif- differentiate ourselves from the things they do. Right, exactly. See, although Jesus hung out and was among the sinners, he did not become a sinner. Instead, he stood out because of how he acted. The fact that he didn't sin gave him, made him distinct, right? Right. And and made the people crowd around him because they wanted what he had. Right, and it gave him authority to speak against the sin. You got right ahead of me, right? And it gave him authority not just to speak against the sin, Right. But to also be that beacon of light to reach them. Right. To reach them and pull them out of their sin. Right. So this same authority. Right. This is the funny thing, because, you know, right now if we're so stuck in being relevant. We forget that the same authority that God gave Jesus, Jesus gave us. Correct. So that we can also stand out holy, which means separated or separate. Set apart. Right. Set apart consecrated, sanctified, justified, right? So that we can, instead of being of being seen as a part of them, right? We're with them, but we're not of them, Correct. right? So we can't stand in the, we, we, we can't be overshadowed by the, by the, by the mire and the, and, 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 and the sin and, and, and stand out. Correct. Right. Although we are there, we have to stand there as the Bible says, as light. Correct. Right. Light pierces darkness. Yes. Correct. And then, so that, so then, correct. So, you know, we, you know, the thing we got to watch out for, the thing that, that churches tend to do is that they will, they will sometimes even bring things that could be considered dark or darkness um, into the church uh, because they want people to come to the church. And so, you know, that was for us, that's an example of what Hillsong did with this naked cowboy. You know, uh, he's called the naked cowboy. It's not like he was the cowboy, right? He, <laughs> right. Was, he wasn't the New York City cowboy. No, he's, it, you're selling a, a specific image, an image that, you know, <clears throat> some would say, well, if it was a woman, they'd be like, oh, that, that would bring lust to men's eyes. Well, women can get lusty too. Hey, I, I've seen how women act around this guy, right? And, and yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. So, so you're bringing, so you're not only, so, so you're bringing, you're you're opening the door for sin, and you're opening the door for for people to sin by being cool and hip, and you know, um, or trying to be cool and hip, and that, mm-hmm. I mean that, and that's that's the problem, right? Trying to be a little bit too inclusive. Just, Correct. Just, just a little too much, right? So, I want to bring to to the to your attention one of the definitions of relevance, and then we're gonna. Come back, come back to that as far as how we can do that through the Bible, right? One of the definitions of relevance is the ability, in parentheses, as of an information retrieval system, the ability to retrieve material that satisfies the needs of the user, right? So right. we're going to, yeah, once we're live, you can see all the little things that we do. 
I'm, I'm gonna put it that I'm gonna put that on the hook for now. Okay. Right now, with this whole naked cowboy fiasco, right? We're gonna bring into scripture. We're gonna bring into this the scripture found in Second Timothy four three, right? Which, we, as a title for this portion, right? I put scriptural blah, 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 scripture blindness. Right. right. Scripture blindness. Right. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears. They will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. Right. Again, not saying anything bad about Hillsong, but if somebody would have told this kid, yo, that is not a good idea. This is a church. We just empowered all these women to live out and walk out in their faith. It's not a good idea for you to show up half naked on stage. Correct. Right. Not, 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 not cool. Not cool. But it was almost like the need to become relevant or the need to, you know, have like a cool factor at the end of this conference superseded scriptural necessity. Correct. Um, and, and that's, you know, um, and, and this takes form, you know, and this takes form in, in, in a lot of different ways, whether, um, as me and Jay have, have experienced it, it you know, uh, playing, you know, secular music before service, playing secular music during service when there's no connection to the message. Right. You know, um, you know, Jay, uh, visited a church where they, they played a song by the Eurythmics. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. And they, uh, they played a song by the Eurythmics and that's what they started the service with before they went into worship. You know, to me, you know, that was, that's a mistake to me, you know, their, their thinking is probably, Oh, well, you know, people know that song. So they'll feel, you know, that'll, that'll draw them in. Right. Yeah, I, I, I can't worship to the Eurythmics though. Uh, <laughs> no, no one, no one can, right. No one can, no one that seeks God is going to be like, Oh yeah, I can worship to that song. You know, now, you know, it's, it's, uh, I was, uh, I was at member of church and, and, uh, at one point they were playing music, uh, before service and after service. And, you know, I went in and I was like, oh, well, here's all these, like this Christian music that you could play before and after service. And it was just kind of like, oh yeah, that's cool. But what did they play? They played a bunch of secular music, you know, uh, before service and after service. And, you know, my problem with that is, is that why are we doing this? Well, we don't want people to feel uncomfortable. Well, what is, what does that mean? So you're, so you're willing to play music that might potentially have, um, even subliminally, right. Or, mm-hmm. uh, um, a, a bad message, right. You're, 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 you're willing to risk that. And people hear this stuff, um, because you don't want them to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. What? My, my, my surprise if someone feels uncomfortable in your church. It's not because you're not, it's not because you're not playing secular. You know why they don't, why they don't feel comfortable is because nobody in the church is talking to them. Yeah, my, my thing is I, right. I'm getting if, off my if, if people, if people are feeling uncomfortable in a church because you're playing church music in a church, that is ridiculous, right? It's church music. You're playing it in the church. It's in the title. Church <laughs> is for church music, right? Hello. Right. That's so that, that's that's like, you know, trying too hard to be relevant. Right. right. So instead of trying to be relevant, maybe we should be we should try to be more like Christ. Who was revolutionary more than he was relevant. Correct. Instead of trying to spare. Now, now granted, now me and Jay aren't saying that you say 
offensive things to yeah, be offensive. Don't, don't don't use the Bible to be a jerk. You know, no 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 one is saying that. However, what we are saying is don't don't water down the message or don't say you know don't say certain things because you want you know you know there are churches that'll that'll say oh God loves you right but then they'll never say sin is what separates us from God. Or they'll say, you know, God forgives your sin, right? But they'll never say, but if you don't, but if you don't stop sinning, right, then, you know, there are consequences there are to pay cons- for that sin. Consequences right? for that. And it separates us from God. Right. Or as, as, as Jay visited a church one time and he said, I felt like it was a rock concert. And then when he met people that also go to that church and he was like, well, what do you like about that church? It wasn't, oh, man, people, you know, the people love each other. It wasn't, oh, man. No, the pastor preaches a great man, word. The word is like on point or, oh, man, I get spiritually fed. No, it was, oh, we love it because it's like going to a rock concert. <laughs> it's so funny. Right? Right? So in the book of Acts, chapter 17, verses 16 through 34, right? Acts 17, 16 through 34. I'm saying that twice so that you can look it up on your own because, you know, it's time. It's good for you to read the Bible yourselves. Right, we find an example of Paul using real relevance. Yes, and this is one of my favorite uh, scriptures when talking about relevance. Kick it off to you. So, you know, Paul is—he's um, in Athens, right? And he's waiting for some of his dudes. Now we're going to go into the Joaquin interpretation <laughs> translation of scripture because this is a this is a hefty set of scripture. But Paul is, he's hanging out in Athens and he's basically, you know, he's like, he's walking around, right? And he's, and he's noticing that the city is full of idols, right? He notices that the city is is full of idols and scripture says his spirit was provoked within him as he saw the city is full of idols. So as he's looking around, the spirit is provoking him and it's going, Hey, there's something here, right? There's something here. So Paul, being the guy that he is, you know, he can't stay out of the synagogues. He can't stay out of places talking to people and having uh, discussions about faith and about God and about Jesus. So in scripture, it says, verse 17, it says, he reasoned in the synagogue with Jews and the devout persons. So so he's talking to believers and in the marketplace every day with those who happen to be there. So then he means he's just just randomly talking to people. Right. Right. Uh, Some... Of the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers also conversed with him. And some said, what does this babbler wish to say? Others said he seems to be a preacher of foreign divinities because he was preaching Jesus and the resurrection. So Paul, right, so he notices the culture, right? He takes note of the culture. He takes note of what's going on around and he engages it, right? He has discussions with people. And in my mind, you know, and this is a dude that we love to talk about. In my mind, he kind of does like Tall White does. Right? He just <laughs> was, starts, he just starts talking to people. Hey, you know, Jesus loves you, right? And it just leads into conversation. Now, because he's doing this, right, he takes note of the culture. And because he's doing this, people notice what he's doing. So then he basically gets invited, right, to come and speak uh, to people that all they do is talk about religion. And religion and, and philosophy and all, and all this stuff. Things. So... Um, verse 19 says, and they took him and brought him to the, and I always, I always mess up this word. Areopagus. Areopagus <laughs> saying, may we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting for you bring some strange things to our ears. We wish to know therefore what these things mean. 
Now all the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there would spend their time in nothing except telling or hearing something new. So they're always discussing ideas, discussing news. Like these, these are the people I would be hanging out with these guys. Um, so Paul, standing in the midst of the Areopagus, said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are very religious. So he pays them a compliment. For as I pass along and observe the objects of your worship, I, also, I, I found also an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, as unknown, this I proclaim to you. So he notices that he goes, wow, these guys are very religious. He notices their culture. He notices what they're doing. And then he finds something within that to take that step into their culture and to bring what he, his message to them. Right? right. So what Paul does is that instead of using the culture, right, instead of using the culture to bring people, he uses the culture to introduce Jesus. Right. And that is the proper way to be relevant as a believer and as a church. Correct. He doesn't he doesn't say, hmm, hey guys, I worship I worship a God too. Hey, that's how we're cool. Hey, right? No, he's that's like no, we're the same. I'm gonna talk to you about this dude I know. <laughs> right? I'm gonna talk to you about this. I'm gonna talk to you about the dude you talk you you don't you worship and you don't even know. So he goes, What well, therefore what you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you, the God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord excuse me, of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man. Now imagine, he's saying this as he's surrounded by temples. Nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything. And now he's saying this as all those temples are full of priests that are doing what? Serving these gods. Um, uh, as though he needs anything. Since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. So now he's saying, listen... My God is not like these guys that you guys have in these temples that, that need people to do things for them. My God, this God I'm telling you about, he does every, he's, he, he's, everything is, is under him. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As even some of your own poets say, or have said, for we are indeed his offspring. Being then God's offspring, we ought not to think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of man, the times of ignorance of God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. Now he's, so now, listen, you see what he did? So he acknowledges, yeah, listen, I understand you worship all these guys. In our notes here, right, which is, you know, he takes note of the culture. He acknowledges the culture. And even in the acknowledgement of culture, right, he says, you know, listen, as you got all these temples, as you got all these people that serve all these gods, as you worship the unknown God. I don't know why I'm talking like this. He worships <laughs> the unknown God. Um, and then he even says, listen, even your own God. So he uses even, even the writings, right? He even acknowledges that their own writers, that the, the, the guys that, that uh, are the cultural touchstones, right? Poets, right? And writers. Even he said, even they kind of recognize, right? That we are the offspring of God. They just don't have a name for him, right? And he uses that as he leaps right into what, Jay? You know? No. He leaps right into presenting the truth of Christ to the people at the Areopagus. You got it right. Oh, yes, son. So he goes, um, because he has fixed the day, verse 31, he has fixed the day on which 
He will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of, and of this, he has given assurance to all, raising him from the dead. So he's talking about Christ, uh, Christ being you know resurrected. Now, when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked. Others said, we'll hear you again about this. So Paul went out from their midst. But some men joined him and believed, among whom also were Dionysius, the Areopagite, and a woman named Demarius, and others with them. So, so three things happen. I'm, I'm going to repeat these because because it's it's very important. When we want to when we want to be relevant, when we're talking about being relevant, I think this is the perfect picture of what that means. We take note of the we take note of the culture. We take note of our surrounding areas. Right. We acknowledge their culture. We acknowledge the culture. Right. Uh, a lot of times Christians will note the culture, but they don't want to acknowledge the culture, right? They yeah, want they want to just completely reject it. Reject it and separate. But not everything in the culture is bad, mm-hmm. right? Just like not everything in the culture is good. But not only that, but we're not called to dismiss people and their culture. Correct. We're called to enter into that culture, right? If we follow Jesus' example, right, God becomes man to walk amongst men. Mm-hmm. Paul in this picture he walks amongst he he has dialogue with God. I mean, even before he gets invited to speak in front yeah, of the group, before he engages, he was engaging. The group, he was engaging. He's engaging one on one. All kinds of people, right? He's engaging. He takes note of the culture. He acknowledges their culture. How do we know that? Because he tells them, "Hey, pays him a compliment. Hey, man, I notice you guys are very religious. I'm down with that. I understand that. And I and and he even hey, you guys even worship. A, you guys are so religious." Yeah, you worship a guy you don't even know. No, nowhere there did he insult anyone or the Athenians for having for being polytheistic. No, nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. No but, attacks, no nothing. But what he notices is he notices the entrance. He notices how he can get in and share with them about Christ. Hey, look, there's a guy you don't. There's a God you don't worship. I'm gonna tell yeah, you yeah. about him. You don't matter the unknown fact, God. I know the unknown God. Matter of fact, your own writers acknowledge this, which which shows that he researched. Which, he, which shows he, that he, he knows their culture. Knows we know culture. Paul's a smart man. He knows the culture, right? And he and he uses that to so that he can preach. Because if you read the rest of it, it's all him preaching Christ crucified, Christ resurrected. Mm-hmm. Now, when he does that, here's the thing. We're also we're, we're, we also want to be liked so much that we do things because we don't want to hurt no one's feelings. Paul presented the gospel. Some said you're crazy. Some believed. All we have to do is present the gospel. It's not to get people to like us. It's not to make friends, but it's to give life and present life to others. Um, I, I met this guy who told me about these missionaries that went to uh, in Korea. And these missionaries went to a this this town, and in this town they worshipped the Buddha, right? Uh, and this Buddha was uh, uh, they believed that this Buddha would resurrect and would come back, right? That's so the, interesting. So the missionaries were like, okay, this guy they believe this Buddha is going to resurrect. So they used that as kind of that entry point. Hey, you guys, you know what? Let let us we want to share with you about a guy who did resurrect and who did come back. Nice. Right? I mean, I don't know if those were the exact words, but in my mind, that's, that's what I'm <laughs> Right? But they used, they used their belief in a, in a Buddha that was going to resurrect to speak to them about the God who did resurrect. Who actually resurrected. That's dope. Right? 
And, and, and that's how they presented the gospel. Now, what did they do? They, they noted the culture. They, they acknowledged the, the culture, culture. And then they found a way to step into the culture and bring Christ. And to bring them. Christ. That's awesome. You know, so that's what, that's what we want to do um, as believers. Not make people feel um, uh, comfortable. Right, and that's not our. I mean, obviously, you know, we'll have air conditioning, give them some coffee. <laughs> right, we're not talking about like, like have the heat but on. The thing is that we like, don't. Oh my gosh, it's so hot. We, we don't. We don't. We're not called to be to to be seen as cool. Correct. Right. We're not called to be seen as one of us. Right. We're called to reach the world and introduce. Well, well not even the Great Commission. Right. We're called and we're commanded to go out into the world. And make disciples, baptize in the name right. of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right. And in that, now in today's society, you know what? In today's society, you're not going to be run out of town like, you know, like Paul was, you know, in, in certain instances. Um, but what I've noticed is that when, when, we're, when, we, when we are true to, to what we believe, when we are true to our belief, right? Even those that don't, they're like, I don't believe in that. will still respect you for being someone that walks in your faith. And right. even and even that, even that is a is a potential door through the work of the Holy Spirit to be able to reach this person or these people. But you know what 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 people don't respect are people that ultimately, you know, what's the difference? You know, my um uh, I was told a long time ago one time this guy um was working with migrants and he invited he invited a, a, this this migrant worker uh to come visit him. Okay. So when the guy opened the door, the guy who invited the migrant worker opened the door and he was smoking a cigarette. You know, kind of like, hey, you know, how you doing? This guy noticed this. And he goes, you know, in, in his mind, in his, you know, he was like, well, you're no different than I am. Right? You smoke, you know, and you're here smoking, but you're telling me I shouldn't smoke. Wow. Right? Wow. Because yeah, that's, you know, you're telling yeah. me God will will change my life, but you don't seem to be necessarily any different than I am, right? And so the guy never came back. Now, And if that doesn't convict, I don't know what does. Right? <laughs> now, listen, this isn't about, you know, whether or not you should drink or do this or that or the other. There, there th you know, we, we, have, we have certain amounts of freedom, but we're also cautioned to not let our freedom cause others to stumble. Now, this is one of those situations. Yeah, exactly. Um. So, so, and so I say that because it's, it's not, you know, it's not about, oh, well, this is the cool place that does this, right? Um, because people want to see that you are different, right? People want to see that, that, that God did make a change. That's when we talked about telling your story, sharing your testimony. It's about what God did for you. It's about how he changed your life. Don't, you can't say God changed my life, but yet you're still living like you were living before. Yeah. You can't say he changed you, but then do everything and speak and act and whatever exactly the same and then say well i'm just being relevant or say oh i'm just doing it to reach i'm just these doing people. It to reach those people i go drink in a bar I've, I've had this told to me before well i drink in a bar so people can see that oh you can have a beer and still be a christian i'm like that's interesting okay well let's let's unwrap this a little bit do you talk to people about jesus while you're there while you're there uh if the spirit leads so how many times has the spirit led and so that's then, so, and then, that's, so and then what's what's the real truth? And right? that's and that's when they, and that's when they get quiet and don't really say nothing else. So then, or, or, or the need, or, <laughs> go ahead. Or, or, or when you feel the need 
to, to, to curse in your songs to reach a certain people group. Right. Right. When, when it's, it's, it's completely unnecessary. And I understand the need to reach that certain people group because you want to see, be seen as one of them. But, you know, it's unnecessary because Jesus reached all people groups. Correct. All people groups. Right. We, without without right. feeling we, the we, need we, to right. do when it. We feel like, oh, well, if, if I don't use certain words, then they won't, they won't understand me or they won't, or they won't, they won't see me as one of them. Yeah. No, we don't want to, you, be, you, you don't, don't want to be seen as one of them. No. You want to see, you want to be seen as, Belonging to Christ. Right. And one of the greatest examples of, of, I think, someone that does this right um, is a dude that I became a huge fan of a couple of years ago, D1. Because even in his interview, I mean, he was interviewed. Uh, he did this song about paying off his debt with Sally Mae and, and loans and school loans and stuff. But he, he appeared on one of those, like, daytime talk shows um, that has all the women, you know, like, yip yapping. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and he said, he goes, you know. He goes, uh, I, he goes, you know, I'm celibate and, and I don't, you know, I'm not going to have sex when I'm married. And, you know, I mean, he brought all these kind of different things, these things that are culturally, um, people view it as culturally weird, right? Right. Or odd. Whoa, whoa you're a young man who's a musician. You're not out there like having sex with all your groupies. He's like, no, because I want to, you know, like, his thing is be real, be righteous and be relevant, which is hilarious. But his relevancy, here's the thing. His relevancy isn't about doing things to be cool. It's it's scripture focused. It's scripture focused, and and you know what? And he says that, and I know people look at him weird. Sometimes people react weird, and you hear people go, "Well, that's cool," but you know they really don't mean it. They're just they don't really know how to react to that. But he still puts that out there. He still says, "Look, you know, God's blessed me. God's well, done a lot for me." He talks his, about God. His last song in the last video that he did, he did a song where he had Lupe Fiasco feature and Big Crit. I think was right? the other guy. Yes, yeah, no. But oh, I'm, I'm going to focus on Lupe. Lupe, All right. well, Lupe according to, to something guy. that I read, Lupe cursed. Originally, he cursed in his verse, right? And then D1 was saying that, you know, he wasn't sure what to do about confronting him about it or whatever. So, you know, he said, you know, I'm all about Jesus. I don't curse in my songs. I'm not going to let him curse in my song either. So he went and he talked to him. And apparently when he talked to him, Lupe did it on purpose to see if D1 would call him out on it. Oh, okay. I hadn't heard that. But I'll, I'll send you the article. He did it on purpose to see if D1 would call him out on it. And since he did, he re-recorded his verse without without, without the, the curse, curse. And, put, and they put the song out there. See, so, yeah. I see, mean, you, you know, you, you got to You can it. be relevant and, and, and stand fast in your beliefs. And that's what you need to do. That's what we all need to do. Right. The scripture says that we must clothe ourselves with Christ, not camouflage ourselves with sin. Correct. Yeah, that's tweetable. That's tweetable. <laughs> we won't tweet it because we'll forget by the time we, won't we finish. Tweet it, right. So, um, as we're we're kind of going to wrap this up, um, uh, I kind of lost my train of thought there. As right. we're wrapping this so up, so we're going to wrap this up, right? The scripture reference that we use, Jesus says, "Sanctify them in the truth." Right? That His word is the truth. Okay. So you want to be relevant? It should always be scripture based. Right. I'm surprised that, that Joaquin was like lost his thought because Joaquin is the one that always says there is nothing that is more relevant to any time because the word of God is immutable. Nothing more relevant than the word of God. Nothing more relevant than the Bible. Right? You can use Correct. the Bible for any topic, any time, any place, anything, anywhere. Right? Correct. So Jesus said to sanctify them in the truth, your word is. Is truth. So instead of seeking acceptance 
right? How about we read the word of God, we memorize it, and we quote scriptures, right? So that we can be relevant scripturally. Right. So the relevance that we bring to people is the is the love of God and it's and it's uh, the knowledge of God's forgiveness for their sins so that they can become new creations. So like as Jay, as Jay likes to always say, so that the old can pass away and then the new and the, the old can become new. I am always So the old can pass away and everything can be made new. And my brain's like right <laughs> all of a sudden. I, yes. So then with that being said. With that being said, you know, it's one of our favorite songs. And maybe we can find it and put the link up. But um, we're going to end with this line. Take the world and give me Jesus. Oh, this is dope. We're going to put that song up. So this is Joaquin. This is still Jay. And we'll talk to you all next week. Uh, this is the Overflow Podcast at thisisoutcry.com. See you all later. Peace.